You are listening to 40-something with Valley and the Vig. And now, here's Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. Oh, 40-something. Back again live, Vig. We are rolling content out like it's our freaking jobs. Yeah, what is this, like episode 113 or something? 217 and a half. This is the episode. Uh, but no, we're. I think we're at 14 now. This is number 14. We're doing really well. We're enjoying it and uh, really starting to get our our, our, our flow. And it's uh, being January 28th. Uh, something really wild happened in the stock market today, Mr. Vig. What exactly happened? If you remember, I remember GameStop. I remember the first time I ever heard of GameStop was probably I got up. I bought a Mario Super Mario game. And it must have been awesome. 30 years ago. So anyway, let me know what's going on with GameStop and in the stock market today. So good old GameStop, uh, you know, product of the 90s, early 2000s. That's just basically on its way out now because of digital digitalization. Well, the stock price went through the roof today. It was basically trading at like $12, $20, 12 to $20 the last couple of weeks. And then just last couple of days, and especially today, up to $469. 69. <laughs> what this is, is these uh, Robin Hood traders. I think, you know, maybe some of our listeners are familiar with. I am, a, I am a, I am a Robin Hood trader. Yeah, well, you can just get in there. You can just open an account within minutes and just start running trades. You don't have to wait, you know, with like Fidelity and some of these like bigger brokerages, you have to like wait for that money to come in there and then make that trade. It's like all clunky and old. Well, you just do the trade <laughs> super fast through your phone. Well, they all organized on the internet. This is like little, you know, GameStop nostalgic, uh, just people basically that are the little guys, you know, probably on unemployment, but like a huge gamer fan, kind of a techie nerd, remembers how awesome GameStop was. Well, they all just rallied together and started buying loads of this stock, shooting the price up. They coordinated online through a Reddit group called Wall Street Bets. And this was their goal to, brought, to drive the price stock up. Yeah, it, they just, were, they, it really went up. How much did was invested in a GameStop? Do you know that? So I'm not sure what the total market cap was today, but the stock did go up to 469 and then immediately crashed around 11 o'clock. And then shortly afternoon, it started shooting up again. And, it, it, and then actually ended up crashing towards the end of the market. Close. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, you know, a lot of these hedge fund guys – got kind of caught with their pants down and that doesn't actually happen. They're the ones that do that. That's they got beat at their own game. Good. So, uh, you know, then all of a sudden the Robin Hood says, well, we're going to stop trades by little guys now, you know, you can only make. Oh, so this was, and so Robin Hood did pull the plug on anybody who wanted to buy stocks for GameStop. Yeah. And they, and they actually just picked out these, these nice and stock, uh, these stocks that are just old, like Koss headphones, K-O-S-S. You remember those headphones? <laughs> I thought it was like Express, all the time, by the way. Express, the retail, uh, the, re- the retail store in the malls that's like going out because of all this. Like all these companies that are like just been gotten pounded by the pandemic and the you know crushed by Wall Street and the investors are just out. They put all their money back in and organizing. So now Robinhood's like you can't you can't trade these stocks or limited. You know they kind of just thought and then one of them was Apple because Apple's doing really fantastic too. Apple had one of its best uh, reports ever. People's iPhone sales, the iPhone 12 
So it's just kind of odd what's going on uh, these days in this country because, you know, of course, the now they want to have Senate hearings on this and, you know, people. So actually, a lot of people ended up getting burned because it did go up to 469 and then it dropped down and closed at 193. So if you got in it up there in the 400s, you lost a lot of money on this today. So oh, I can't even imagine. Holy <laughs> shit. But imagine if you jumped in at like 13 bucks. Okay, I put 13 bucks in there. Say I buy $200 worth of shares. You would have made thousands and thousands of dollars today. Sure, and they did. And these are like people that's just like people that are probably on unemployment. They lost their job, but they all coordinated. And it just goes to show you if, if, if the citizens unify online, what does that show? What has this shown us in January of this first month of 2021 that if, if, if people unify online, holy shit, does stuff hit the fan? At the end of the day, and it sounds stupid, and we've heard this cliche over and over and over again, when people work together, they get things done for positive and negative things. So, And it, it just was a really good indication of that. Sure. And you're only going to get true revolution with people doing this kind of stuff, to be honest with you. Now, you talked about earlier how they got all organized and then, then they stormed the Capitol. So <laughs> here you go. Thing. You got, I mean, they're playing the game. And like you said, you're they're playing the exact same game that the fat cats on Wall Street. They're just moving money around, folks. That's all they're doing, and they're making billions of dollars doing it. It's all they're fucking doing. They're taking your money, playing with it. And if you make money or not, they're making shitloads of money. It's it's a joke, really. Yeah, it is a joke. And then now they're limiting the little guy from doing it. Say, oh, you can't do that because no, we can't have two players in this. That's just this goes to show you what this how this country is like what we're exposing and it's been going on ever since this virus has has invaded our shores and it's really made us peel back the layers and look look how we are as a society it started with the black lives matter movement and george floyd all that has just gone through the ranks of all kinds of different you know parts of how we are as a country you know you have january 6th that happened and now you have the the little small nerdy computer geeks Rally together, and, and I tell you what, there were billionaires probably made, depending on how much you put it in the stock, there was billionaires made this last couple of days. And they're oh, probably man. If someone told me to buy some GameStop on Monday, I would have been very, a very happy little guy right there. You know, just like if you had invested in, in Bitcoin last March when everything was crashing, it went down at 3,000 a coin. It's closing at 32 Gs a coin. You know, there, there's like a new, there's a new era coming in now that, you know, there's going to be a new new breed of wealth, and there's going to be a. This is all just created such uneven distribution. Jesus Christ, it's uh, it's quite unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I remember I played with Bitcoin a little bit about two years ago, and it was around eight thousand dollars a share, and I was like, that's ah, a lot. Actually, no, I think it was eight hundred. It might have been even eight hundred, but I think it was eight thousand, and I bought about a thousand worth. So I bought you know one eighth of a share, um, but it was worth eight thousand. It is worth right now a share for Bitcoin thirty three thousand five hundred and forty five dollars. It is incredible, and this is money that you can utilize and use as currency. Vic, sure. you play Bitcoin a little bit. For Absolutely. those of us who have been fuck Bitcoin, it doesn't make any sense. What can you tell us about the Bitcoin uh, phenomena that maybe somebody like myself, that's only like ah whatever, might not have realized? And where do you think the market of Bitcoin might be going? Well, it's the last question right off the bat. It's still going up. 
you know, there's going to be some dips here and there's going to probably be some upcoming dips, but then we're going to start seeing gains like we've never seen before. So, and it all remains the same because the government could easily try to stop that, but you really can't because it's decentralized where when you're dealing with the American stock exchange, you know, so that's all under the SEC, Security Exchange Commission. Bitcoin, that's global. It's all over, but no one entity actually runs that. So they really where's this money at, that. though? Because th- this is where I think a lot of people, like, they can't wrap their head around Bitcoin. How is this monetized? You put money into this. How is this just, is this just uh, imaginal? Ima- it, to me, a lot of people, is this imagine imagination money? Like, how is this happening? <laughs> kind of in a way it is, but it's it, it all is monetized on a blockchain, which is a kind of... Uh, extended internet or, or part of the internet where there's an exchange of transactions where computers mine or solve a problem and create this monetary value this 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 coin based off of uh of a transaction that's done and several computers rush to solve the problem that it takes which is an algorithm and it's a hash symbol and creates this coin as a and, result yeah and by the way for those of you who don't know this you're saying, well, it's $33,000 a share. I ain't got that kind of scratch. You could buy five, literally, you could buy $5 worth of Bitcoin if you, mm-hmm. if you on Robinhood. It, you can, and, and that's actually pretty much starting to become universal anyway, where you could buy uh, sh- uh, portions of stocks. So mm-hmm. you don't need 33, 33 and a half Gs to buy, a, to buy some oh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. Just get yourself an account with Robinhood. Get your, you know, or E-Trade or whatever. Robinhood's really easy, even though they do. There are some limits. For example, Columbia Care, one of the fastest growing uh, medical marijuana dispensaries, uh, dispensary chains and companies in the country. Uh, they are not traded on Robinhood. And I've wanted to invest in them in a while because they keep on going like many companies. And it's just very interesting to me where you take it from at that level uh, – it might be worth it. Dude, take $200. If you have $200 for a rainy day, put $200 into Bitcoin. Because look, it went up. If you did that a year ago, literally a year ago. Sure. If you put $200 into Bitcoin a year ago, you'd have a thousand bucks by now, roughly. Yeah. That's an extraordinary return rate. Put it in there for a rainy day. Think about it. There's and there's there's people. There's our friends. Our from our friends are doing it, and they're they're doing pretty. I'm well doing too. it right now. I'm yeah. buying fucking Bitcoin right now, mother trucker. Silicon Steve Valley is going to regain all the millions he lost. Okay, but I'm just saying, you know, get ready to lose it first before you probably gain it all back and then some, because that's usually what happens. And actually, that happened to me where I was eating tuna out of a can for a couple of weeks until I actually told the market changed and I got it. <laughs> I mean, let's you know, this isn't just like a rags to riches story, of course, but Vig's eating his tuna in his sandwich. Man, this Bitcoin better start kicking up, man. Eat your fucking tuna. That's great. Yeah. It was happening <laughs> probably about a year ago today. Yeah. And so that the return was 500%. That's incredible. And that's sick. It's re- incredible. Yeah. And the thing is, a majority of people aren't fucking around with Bitcoin yet. I know that's the thing. It's not really out. So it's There's not growing tapped in any stretch. Event. It's still early. So you're saying it's still early totally. enough to jump on Bitcoin. I think by the end of this next bull market, the peak of this next bull market, we're looking at a two hundred eighty thousand dollar Bitcoin. 
So I'm not if, giving I'm not giving investment advice. And honestly, TJ, we should probably shy away from the investment advice here. We'll just say a little disclaimer now. We're not giving you investment advice. You know, all all investment here, anything you hear on this program right now is in, is going to be on your own risk. But we're just oh, talking yeah, absolutely. About, we're just we're just talking about it. Talking about it. we didn't. You know, I don't want I don't want to get an email at uh, valleyvig08 at gmail.com, You know, saying, hey, look, I. <laughs> I actually bought a whole Bitcoin after that show, and then now it's down to twenty four thousand. It was thirty two. You said it was going up. Oh, oh, so you lost like that much money, and that's very, very possible. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking advice from a couple guys who just trade, uh, I don't know. Do your doodle research. Obviously, don't make any decisions based on. Don't make life choices based on me. I can tell you that right off the bat. No way. We're just covering our asses here on the 47 podcast. And, uh, you know, hey, look, just uh, take it for what it's worth right now. And that is $32,000, but uh, it's 33 and a half big. I'm still, I'm still going to buy it, but I'm going to buy it till tomorrow. Wow. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's incredible because I, I, I we had a, we have a mutual friend who he actually reached out to me. It's like, yo, man, you got to get on Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin at the time was only like $300. Like it's incredible. If you jumped in when it was like, oh, I know. So going back years, you go back. I'm talking about five or six years ago. Holy cow! Yeah. Well, five or six years ago, Bitcoin was used to buy magic cards. A bunch of nerds just use it to be like, I want that card so I can beat my friend with the da 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 da. I'm just gonna take all my money and put it in Bitcoin. Fuck it. (laughs) And now it's like this huge monetary. and you can, and yeah, and you can cash it out, and that's the thing. You can. It's it's like gambling to, to oh, a yeah. certain extent, like, because you like get the money back. Money. It is your money. You can take it out anytime you want in these in these uh, in these apps. You just have to so, wait for the clear, transaction to clear. Now, if you're doing it on a retail, so there's different. You do it on a retail exchange like Coinbase. You might have to wait, and then honestly, that's going to be you know that's going to be surveillance by the. By the yeah. IRS there, but if you there's other exchanges that are decentralized, they're just stored on the blockchain up in the cloud somewhere, and they're the 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 actual place. Any place that makes it actually a land bearing or earth bearing is like somewhere in Switzerland. So you're you're really running from the and, you're just you're keeping it away from the you're offshoring it away from the government. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and the other thing is too. This is just another aspect, another a character of the internet that we're still really in the wild, wild west of what we can do electronically via computer, right. via our phone. And now you're seeing actual monetary, you know, monetary, mo- you know, monetary systems built that many people feel like we're going to have a world currency and what better one to be than Bitcoin. And if that becomes the case, then you are going to see continuous gains. I, I just, I think the, evolution of the internet is, is extraordinary but the thing is is this is the internet itself is that going to cause more damage during this wild wild west period of the internet because once we get through this hump and we figure out some stuff i think you're going to see like you said there's going to be before i think there's going to be a lot of uh, beautiful renaissance in terms of technology in terms of science in terms of art in terms of music everything Sure. But we have to get through this hump. And do you, I'm really concerned myself with the internet actually helping the implosion or the destruction of this world before we can get through to that plateau. Well, it's just because everybody's on it right now. What, are you, what, what is everybody doing? Everything outside is really just kind of shut down. And honestly, things got really bad here. And, uh, you know, it's going to be 
going to be slower to come back to normalcy. Now, so now they're predicting some a bit of normalcy uh, September to October of this year. So that means this is going on for a while. And we have a lot of people that are hurting. And uh, there was nothing done. And so now people are taking to the basically taking to the internet streets. Yeah, that's exactly the point. themselves. And they're just they're banding together and they're saying, <laughs> Well, look, we can do what they do. Let's let's go after our old friend GameStop and buy a bunch. Let's bring that back just for the hell of it. Let's just bring- to show them who's <laughs> boss. And look, boom, this old relic of a stock of a store of a franchise, GameStop. Electric. I would have to admit they were good. They were pretty cool to buy secondhand Apple iPods. You know, I remember I walked into one in in, in Havertown, Pennsylvania, and I, I felt when I walked in, everybody just turned, the five people that are in there were all gathered around the around the table up at the front. They like when they all, I walked in, they all looked at me like I just like I totally just interrupted their like their magic party or they're like they're like some sort of video game tournament thing that they had going on there. I'm like, Oh, I was like, Oh, can I see your iPods? And they just like looked at me like I totally interrupted what they were doing, you know? And I'm like, okay. Interrupted the geek squad today. Oh Looks my like gosh. Go and get it online somewhere maybe. And then, yeah, that was really last, last night really. And that was, I'd say. Two of them know, were dressed uh, up like Harry Potter characters. And they were waving, they were waving like, a pretend wand around. I'm like, this place is doomed. And then here we are today. January 20th, 2021, and it's back from the dead, up to 469. Had a, had, had a valuation equal to, to Microsoft or, or Apple for a brief time period before crashing down after Robinhood says, you know what? We're not gonna. We're not gonna let you do. We're not gonna let you do any of these trades. It's just amazing how this big tech is creeping. Now, now why is was this allowed? They're shutting us off right now. You know, like this whole deplatforming is such an issue right now. We can go into extent. Yeah, we're gonna go into that. That was a, a big crux of what we're gonna talk about. Is what gave Robinhood the fucking authority to say no? Even though this was perfectly legal twenty minutes ago, we're saying you can't do this anymore. Who are they to do that? Or and, and was it just Robinhood, or was it all of those uh, those type apps? No, it was Robin Hood. That's where it was really happening because there was market manipulation going on. But it always goes on, except now you had the lower players and the big players all just dishing in there. And they were like, okay, okay, we just got to stop this. But what they, where they went wrong is they stopped the little guy from doing the little retail trades to do it. And you can't do that. That's so un-American and honestly unconstitutional. And there's a lot of that been going on lately. That's been it's just unconstitutional to de-platform something or somebody. Honestly, I know this sounds very unpopular, and this is probably going to get us maybe some hate mail. But they, by Twitter banning the president, that was the start of it. That was the start of it. And then you had Rand Paul, and now you have some of the the Trump supporters that are in legal trouble from the Capitol riot. They are using PayPal and GoFundMe to try to support their legal fees, and those companies are shutting them down, being like, "No, no, you can't do that because we don't like what you did. That was un-American, and you know you were supporting hate." Well. It- that can be interpretative several different ways what happened in Washington on January 20. Yeah, but, but. Hold on. So here's where I, now, now to that, what I just said to you, should we let Don, Donald Trump not tweeting has been a godsend to most Americans on this, uh, most Americans and most people in this country, in this world. I agree with you, but honestly, it's set a precedent that basically said it does. And honestly, I don't, I don't think that these Trump supporters that storm the Capitol should be using PayPal or be allowed to use that to fund their legal fees. But 
when you just shut people up, I mean, you're really starting to shrimp constitutional rights. Of, like, big big tech just can't just say you can't just do that because you can't just pull the can't just pull that. Uh, what, what was the app that was pulled from the Apple Store because it was supporting uh, the Parler? Parler, another one. Yeah, was that really fair? Did Parler really have a lot to? They didn't do enough to stop it. Well, you know what? Twitter hasn't done enough to stop it. We're not shutting down Twitter. Not can't you can still download Twitter from the app store? It's just think, just setting a dangerous person was like, okay, well, this this is all right, but this is not right. This is not right. You can't do this. And like, we're gonna censor this person, but this person he can keep tweeting all he wants, and then this person he can buy Game Stock. Game. Well, what know. do you say? This person I- they can't anymore. You know what? What the fuck is that? Well, I agree with you with the stock situation. But when you start talking about the president getting muted and some people that are getting muted, if people this is the this is the problem with freedom, folks. Freedom comes with a price and it comes with responsibility of its citizens. We clearly, in many respects, cannot handle that responsibility. And that's the problem because you're saying it's dangerous to keep to, to, to silence the president. And I get that because what if someone who true blue is really fighting for, for the American people, or if they're just trying to get some truth out there and they get censured simply when they're trying to help. But that happens too already. Eric Snowden. Oh, right. That's really, so this is already started. So, and, and, and now yeah. the problem is, is me and you will say, okay, this is going to be the black and white rule for everybody. But you know damn well it's not going to be the case. You know it depends on who's sitting in the White House or who what what the is, issue is before people come up with their opinion. I can guarantee, goddamn t, there are Republicans losing their damn minds about Joe Biden's uh, executive orders. Sure, he has reversed everything Donald Trump has done. He has been there a week with a couple of swipes from his pen. And for those of you Republicans bitching about it, you should have been bitching when Trump was doing it. And if you were Democrats who are tired of hearing the Republicans bitch about it, guess what? You should have been bitching about it when Trump was doing it. And, and Obama kind of started setting those precedent type stuff. Sure, executive orders. That was that was Obama. So at the end of the day, Obama started this. Yeah, he gets the finger, but he has been allowed to do it. Trump took it to another level. And what Biden has done has just been the continuation of what I think is a complete abuse of the executive branch. And no one's talking about that either. This is a wild, wild west our country is going into. And I don't know if our citizens are responsible enough to look ourselves in the mirror and try to come together and figure out how we can be a good united country again. I know we're so far off. It's unbelievable, TJ. I totally agreed with you on that sentiment. I mean, where does it, where do we set the precedent? Where, where, where do we set it? It sounds like if you agree with it, then you're cool with it. Like if you're, if you agree with the, cause if you know, so, okay, those, those people were supporting hate, so they can't, they can't use PayPal. You're off. Okay. Well, I yeah, agree and, with and, that. And, so, and by the way, wait, it's, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about, what about like, you know, all these, but when you start disagreeing with it and you start becoming outraged, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like the, the thing is, uh, we're we're just kind of uh, we're flying off the handle here. Like it's all kind of coming unraveled. Uh, and this is calling from just being on autopilot. But the plane was going down the whole time, right through Christmas, you know. And now, oh my God, yeah, we're trying I think to pull the plane out been of going it. down yeah, for decades, folks. That's the way. Oh yeah, I think it's all Honestly. a coordinated plan from the Russians. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know if the whole thing. I mean, the, hey, hey, look, this whole thing about blaming Russians, the, the fact of the matter is you could take a horse to water. You can't make him drink. Americans are drinking whatever Kool-Aid they feel like drinking. Whether if you're a liberal and okay, you said the president shouldn't be censored. If I'm a diehard liberal, how I'm going to respond to you on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, I guess you are a big fan of fascists. Great job. And hashtag white privilege. Cause you're a white man. That would happen, folks. I've been called a friggin' racist and a black apologist all in the same day. You can think outside the box and think of every single solitary different issue. Let it swirl around your head and come with your own opinion. Don't care what your side would do or what your side, because all your sides are tainted. Especially especially in between your, uh, your dick and your ass fig. Because it's a taint, get it? That was a pun. Mm-hmm. You know, more, more than now, more than ever, it's uh, we have to think for ourselves. It's just so easy just to follow, you know, after the uh, the, the the latest tweet or post that you've seen where somebody's like, you know, I saw a LinkedIn the other day where these PayPal people were like saying, "Good, I'm glad they're off. I, I don't, they don't, you know, we don't support hate." Well, wait, well, wait a minute, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's your interpretation of that right now. And I'm like I said, I'm I'm going on. I do not support what happened in Washington whatsoever. And I actually think that was hugely detrimental to our democracy. But let me talk. Let me let's just let's just look at this with uh, kind of a you know like an untainted uh, view where we're just open. You know, you censor one person, you censor the other. Like, it, where does it go? Where does it stop? Then the, we're getting more and more into this Orwellian. Absolutely, thing, where it's just like they, they, they tell us how we will live our life. Big tech, these techno, technocratic industries will tell us what we'll do. And I, I just don't get that at all, man. I, I just think we're going down a really, what is this, a slippery slope here? Deplatforming. So I really think I really invite the listeners to not get enraged or get caught up with maybe some of our opinions here, but to actually see the bigger picture and drop us a line here at valleyvig08 at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are on definitely this. Uh, this was a pretty heated uh, episode, but you know, this just happened today. And uh, honestly, TJ, what do you, or, uh, you know, Valley, uh, what, what, uh, what do you think you're going to do? Uh, <laughs> are we going to do this every day or what, you know? Well, we're, I, I'm still on this Vig. I'm not done yet, sir. Okay. Because I wanted you, because you you said it's a slippery slope. I'm not done with this. This is a hot button issue that needs to be discussed, sir. I know. We kind of been keeping it at 40 minutes these days. You know, some of these people have to get another coffee and go back to work. I don't care. (laughs) They probably, no, the fact that I do, of course I care. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to get into this. So you talk about deplatforming and taking things away, but the libertarian will say, well, Twitter, the libertarian should say, Twitter is a privately ran company, even though it's, I think it's traded, it's, it's obviously traded publicly, but it's a private, you know, it's ran, it's not a government entity. And they decided to cut this motherfucker off, off of their private, off of the, within, within their rights, they're able to cut off whoever they feel like. Why is that different? Oh. And to say the gay people that couldn't get their cake, that Rand Paul said that that's libertarian, they shouldn't have to make the cake for them if they want. But Rand Paul saying Twitter shouldn't do that. So what... Where do you draw the line in libertarian principles? Well, 
And that's an interesting question. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer that fully because I can even say some of the libertarian movements are are saying, "Hey, well, this is they're they're totally bringing up that this whole deplatforming is is setting an ugly precedence because even their boy Ron Paul got deplatformed for basically criticizing Facebook and having so many followers, like millions of followers, and they were like, "Well, that's just not going to be good for our business, or we're not having a good time of it right now." Anyways, I think we'll just you know we're just going to shut off your account for now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's weird because Ron Paul is not the kind of guy who bases bases his bases his arguments on fear, bases his arguments on. It really is pragmatic. It comes from a place of common sense, and I have a ton of respect for Ron Paul. I really, really, really do. I don't agree with him on uh, universal health care and several other things. Like I always said, I would be a libertarian if I thought there was social and economic justice in the world, in our country. There's not. That's why the libertarianism is a great idea because you believe in the Constitution, but we have fallen short of the Constitution since day one. So I'm sorry. We need to reevaluate before you want me to join your libertarian party. We need to reevaluate how the game is played. And there are hypocrisies now because libertarians typically run toward right conservatives uh, strict libertarianisms. Oftentimes, they have a lighter, you know, social vibe and more of a more of a liberal social setting. But it, really, that is that is what I'm talking about. For me, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I want consistency on all sides, and that's the problem: is that no one's giving you the gosh darn consistency. Pardon my language, Jesus. You're not getting consistency. Because everybody, so instead of owning their side, say if I'm a Republican and one of my Republican friends uh, wound up cheating on his wife with a gay man. Well, I'm not going to bring that up, but if I'll bring up Bill Clinton getting a blowjob by, by a, you know, by, by an intern. And I'm, I'm, that's a little dated for maybe a good example, but the fact of the matter is, is no, there's this whataboutism is such bullshit because the other guy doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump's lying. Joe Biden being creepy with little girls has nothing to do with how much of a piece of shit Donald Trump is. Period. Own your shit, people. And that comes to your own life, too. Own it. Call it what it is. Stop doctoring it up because you don't want to look bad. You don't want to look foolish. Call it what it is. Be consistent, libertarians. If you're going to let this person not, not give... Make a gay cake for make make a cake for a gay couple. You can't t- you can't tell Twitter what they can do with their business either. You can't have it both ways. Well, that's and that's actually probably the, the main point of this whole this discussion now is just that it's setting the, this precedent and where where does it go? So how far does it go? So then, are you for this? Are you for that? Are you against it? I, honestly, I don't think big tech should be deplatforming anybody unless it actually is a serious infringement or breaks the law in some way. I think Donald Trump was doing that. Okay. So that, that's well, the problem. You know, we have a different opinion of what Donald Trump did. He was passing out bullshit lies, and it literally caused millions and millions of people to think our election was fraudulent. It's disgusting. It has, it has taken away from the viability of our electoral process, which has been a complete uh, foundation and bedrock of our society and our government. And that has been compromised, and it may never be fixed again. It could be cracked like the Liberty Bell. 
You know, I wish we could go back to, you know, the Monica Lewinsky thing. I remember being, I remember being fresh out of college, 22 years old. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm entering into this world like this, where the president is getting a blowjob from an intern and then lies about it and almost gets impeached and gets impeached, but doesn't actually get convicted, you know? And now, and now here we are like 20 some years later, like 21 years later. And now there's this, like all this crumbling. We have all this, this second digital divide and this huge, now the internet has become so complex. And uh, it's the wild west. Oh, it's the wild west. But the thing is, you know, you had mentioned that before earlier in the podcast. Don't you always kind of feel it's always been the wild, wild west, you know, before it was like, it was like the Napster shit, you know, and then all that. And then it was like the internet itself. And then it was like, you know, like, uh, going you know just going back looking back yeah. it's always been on internet wild wild west first yeah. it was it was the, uh, the music sharing the content sharing that was on the napster that went into social media we had the early versions of social media which were friendster and myspace and then that went into facebook and then facebook got huge with twitter and now we have, that's morphed into this and it's not to like ignore what you were saying at all tj you no know, trump did he put a disinformation campaign together for months and it went on regulated on social media you could actually go into youtube one night and just see that kaylee mcnaney she was just reading off this script about how the election was stolen and it would just play for a couple minutes and then it would just reset and play all over again and you would see like at least 70 or 80 people on there at any time during the day sometimes up to 100 some people were viewing this and it would just play over and over and over again why because they let them do that. They let the current administration just manipulate the people by, by having unregulated video going on. Now, anytime I watch any video on YouTube, you know what it says? Everywhere I watch a video, Joe Biden won the U.S. election. And everywhere I go on YouTube, any, any video I like, click on, it says at the bottom, U.S. election cover. Joe Biden won the election. They put it everywhere because they just have to like try to clean up this fucking mess. And honestly, there's still people out there that are really, really, really confused about what's going on. And honestly, I think this still gets worse. Well, we'll see. Because, I mean, I will say this. Joe Biden is a shrub and he's the least combatant friggin' guy you could have in the White House out of everyone that was in there. He's not feisty anymore. He's trying to, let's be nice to, oh gosh, darn, let's let's just be nice to the Republicans. Let's move forward. He didn't even want the impeachment, really. Uh, Biden was not pushing for impeachment at all. And which you can kind of respect because he's trying to not be whatever. Now, his executive orders are doing everything that's going to if you really care about policy, if any of these people care about policy, which they probably don't. They just want brown people blamed for their problems. That's what a Trump supporter wants. They want a brown person blamed for their problems. Um, And Trump did that beautifully. Oh, he loved doing that. Oh, it's their fault. It's their problem. It's them. It's them. It's Antifa. It's socialists. It's it's oh my god! It's the do nothing. It, you know all that shit. Well, that was all just with in regards to the capital. I'm not going to do that shit. You, I don't think people. I don't think that's what the thing about Trump supporters don't get. They think that the negativity that Trump didn't add to it. I literally asked. You don't think Trump? I asked a Trump supporter this at a job. I was like, you really don't think Donald Trump adds to the divisiveness of this country? No, I don't. How can you? Look yourself in the goddamn mirror and say to yourself, he didn't cause divisiveness. That's what I'm talking about. People need to own their shit, whether you like his policies or not, whether you think he's a liar or not. To deny that he has called divisiveness in this country is foolish. It's ignorant or you're just a liar. It's that simple. And if you want to email me or you want to tweet at me, at Real Steve Alley. I'm spitting truth right now. Everyone needs to look in the mirror And you need to look in the mirror of your heroes too, period.
Jesus. Thanks, Big. Got well, me fired told, up today. I told you. I said, do you want a dish? I said, we're going to probably make this a daily. So, uh, you know, everybody out there, look look forward to this. We'll let you know how that starts to develop. But we're thinking about just making this a daily, either on Facebook Live, going Facebook Live or on YouTube. So what will happen is if you like our page and then we go live, um, you'll, you'll just get a notification that we've gone live with the podcast and we'll probably be talking about some of this stuff uh, on a daily basis. You guys can check it out and then we'll, have, we'll run a chat on the side and you guys can interact with us and we'll read some of your stuff off uh, off the chat on the air here as we go live. I think that's something that we're really looking forward to doing because, you know, it just keeps coming, just keeps coming down the pike, right? We went from one, once a week to twice a week to like full disclosure Friday and then right through the weekend and now we're just doing it every day. You know, I can't so. wait for full disclosure Friday tomorrow, even though I do have my daughter, so I have to mind my P's and Q's. Sure. That was that. What was that? I like that. I have a pencil with me today, Vig, so I felt more important. I was writing things down. I don't know nice. if you knew I was doing that or not. Uh, but, yeah, I got fired up, man. I don't know. I, you know what? I haven't had talked about Trump in a, over a week, so I think that's what it was. I just had to get some Trump shit out. But uh, we're still working on our Trump on the – I'm still working. I just got the uh, storyboard to work on for our Donald Trump visit to the wonderful land of the never-ending never Donald Trump presidency. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we do have a lot of exciting things coming. I think that uh, the die has been cast and 40-something podcast with Valley in the Big is going uh, to continue to grow. We have more listeners every single show. Um, and it's good. It's pretty exciting stuff. Big. I want, I'm want. i down to do it every single day. I'm down at least you know four or five times a week and give you guys something to chill out, listen to. Hopefully you can relate to some of this beautiful stuff we're talking about. Yeah cooped up in your house if you're on unemployment or you're even at work or you're taking a jog or you're driving picking some people up or whatever you know getting through this and uh check us out on spotify right now the 40 somethings podcast with valley in the vig